Welcome to my leadership podcast. Matt McClory here from Colonial Church here in sunny St. Augustine, Florida. I pray that this leadership podcast would be a useful tool, practical and inspiring for you on your journey as you seek to grow in leadership in every way you can. God bless you. Hey guys, Pastor Matt here and welcome to an episode of Matt McClory Leadership Podcast. Um, I'm excited about this episode because I got my good friend, Pastor John Norman, um, on this episode today. He is the lead pastor of Soul Church in Norwich in the UK and I'm excited that he's sharing um, and I'm definitely excited about some of the questions that I asked John because he has so much leadership gold and I really wanted to try to dig into that well a little bit and see see what he has. So please lean in. I, I pray you'll enjoy it and it'll bless you as we hear from John Norman on leadership. All right, well, I am excited to have my good friend, um, Pastor John Norman, with me today for this uh, this episode, this recording of uh, my leadership podcast. Um, I'm Pastor Matt McClory, the lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, at Colonial Church in St. Augustine. So if you're listening to this podcast, so glad you've tuned in because you clearly want to grow your own leadership and grow your own spiritual life. And I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, I really believe, believe you're going to be blessed today listening to, to my friend John. So John, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hey, <laughs> good to be here. Um but John is, um, he's an amazing, um, obviously, first of all, he's an amazing dad um, and a husband and um, uh, before becoming a pastor and, and all of those sorts of things. So John, why don't you just take a second, just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, where you live, all that good stuff. Hey, thank you. And I would say it's an honor to be here today and Matt and Jill are building a phenomenal church here at Colonial. And yeah, uh, my name is Pastor John, and alongside my wife Chantal, our two children, we are leading Soul Church in Norwich, which is the furthest eastern city in the United Kingdom. Come on. And we are five and a half years into the journey. It's been a great adventure so far, a few bumps, but <laughs> amazing, amazing, uh, yeah, journey of God's goodness and faithfulness towards us. And so um, this will help frame up kind of for people listening, you know, from a leadership context anyway kind of where you sit so so just like the quick story on soul church you 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 basically restarted soul church mm. in a sense you you're from norwich you know mm. you're kind of a son of the house there came back after you know being at hillsong and serving um, some amazing leaders kind of offshore and then came back to norwich can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so we were with uh, pastors phil and lucinda dooley in cape town for six years um, and I grew up in Norwich, but we really felt God tugging on our hearts to build and lead a church. And so we headed back to Norwich, which is where I grew up, <clears throat> and had this dream of kind of building something. And at the same time, the church I grew up in, uh, the pastor fell ill, and he uh, he pastored the church on. And mm. it was a church for around 150 people, 200 people. And um, yeah, it was a, just a great foundation to heritage to build from and uh, got handed some resources in a building and wow yeah and um how long have you been leading solve church now for yeah just under six years so we came back from cape town six years ago last week and you've got on sundays anywhere between 
Yeah, anywhere between thirteen and 1,500 people would attend Soul Church. It's incredible. And probably 2,000 people would call it home. And how many services on a Sunday do you do? Four. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and I mean, in terms of your leadership journey, like you've obviously been trained, you've done ministry, mm. but can you talk a little bit about kind of your, your ministry education and kind of where you learned a lot of, you know, leadership? Yeah, I'm a big believer that leadership is caught, not taught. Mm. So I think I'm a big, you know, advocate for reading and listening to podcasts and you know but i think ultimately it's what you catch from people's spirits their hearts and you know as you know matt sitting under pastor brian houston for yeah decade or more and phil and lucinda dooley you you catch their hearts you you watch and you learn and you listen and i think so much of what we have accomplished today i can attribute towards just watching others um so it's one thing to listen to a podcast or read a book with another thing to actually see someone in practice put it you know put it into practice so i'm a big believer and just keep watching and asking questions that's so good yeah and so um you know big nod to pastor brian and bobby um from hillsong church they probably won't listen to this (laughs) but but we will honor them regardless because but we will send it them yes that's right (laughs) but uh but we, yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. I think there were so many things that I caught um, being at Hillsong Church and under some of the leaders I was under that I caught in hallways and green rooms and in uh, being driven to venues with pastors and just hearing, you know, the way Pastor Brian would talk to a person about this or mm. handle a situation. So, no, I 100% agree with you. But you did graduate from Hillsong International Leadership College. I did, yeah. You're an alumni. I am an alumni. I don't know how I did that, <laughs> but I'm officially a graduate. Yes, yes, you are. And, you and you're not, that. Matt. I'm not, no. And Matt's not. So just wanted to put that on the podcast. <laughs> no. and He's um, officially walking in grace. Yeah, Brian, Pastor Brian does remind me of that a lot, that Jill went and I didn't. But, um, but I was doing different things. So anyway, back to leadership. Um, I got a couple questions for you. Is that okay? Can yeah, I, yeah, can yeah. I fire Absolutely. some questions for you? And I think um, I love like how spontaneous you are anyway. Like you're just a funny guy, but I think, I think some of these will be good. But what would you say is the, the essence of great leadership? Good question. I, there was a survey done. I was listening to a Carrie uh, Nunhoff podcast a while ago. He was talking about it was a survey done in America and it was what is the number one attribute of a leader and it got my attention and it was kindness really it was kindness and i thought that's a very interesting thing i think the you know the world is looking for kinder people and i think if you're kind it's a great attribute for people to follow you and i think the days of um being angry and ruling with an iron fist are you know they're over because i think people want to know that you're kind they want to know that you're integral so you keep the keep your word I think almost some of the quieter attributes of leadership are now shouting louder wow. than some of the, the ones from 20 years ago, which was, you know, charisma, passion. Yeah. Um, some of those things I don't think people are looking for as, as much as they used to. But I think kindness, you know, and, and example are two huge mm. qualities, you know, when it comes to... And that's difficult, isn't it? Especially for, you know, in the world we're driven and we want to get things done and... I think ultimately people want to be treated well. People want to, you know, feel like they're valued. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's um, there was a study that I read that was really cool. It kind of broke up the ages from from kind of 1950 to now, just talking about the church, and it was really cool that it, it sort of separated these, um, kind of almost into into ages. But like there was a hierarchical age where mm. it was really like you know leaders would be sort of well away from people they're almost like levels Mm. you know hard levels to to reach up towards leadership and so someone who was the lead pastor was you know in a sense so far from the congregation and just from the individual and then it kind of that that age ended and then we we went into kind of the tv age and it was almost like the broad Mm. they called it the broadcast age and that was the birth of you know TBN and, yeah. and televangelists and all that sort of stuff. And that brought people a little bit closer, but it was still broadcast, and so there was still distance. Whereas now, with the information digital age, it's like, you know, with our phones right up in front of We're us. We're right there. And and so it's kind of cool that you say that because I think that's right. I think people expect to be close up and see, you know, and so that would make that would make a lot of sense, you know, that people when they're this close, they want to see kindness they want to see love they want to see that you've got a real you know real heart real life real emotions yeah and i think vulnerability i think as well growing up i don't think leaders showed much vulnerability so like we had to have it all together yeah but i think um millennials and gen z they're they're almost going hey we want to know we want to know about your strengths but we also want to know about your weaknesses Mm. so i think for me a hallmark of leadership is is actually being vulnerable and going, I haven't got this all together. These are some areas I'm struggling in mm. and being honest. So. And, and what would you say is dem- the demographic of your community that you lead? Um, we're multi-generational. So we have a cross-denomination, a cross-generational um, group of people in, in our church. So any, you know, from, from, from new births to people in their 80s. Really? And so, you know, and I love that. I love the fact that we always say we're a young church, but that's not age, it's spirit. Mm, that's awesome. We're a youthful spirit church. All right, another question for you. What, um, what do you believe are good ingredients in, in great leadership? Like what, what are some, some composites, you know, what are some, some things you've got to have in the mix to be a great leader, in your opinion? I think you've got to have vision. Right. I think to be a leader, you've got to set a trail for people to follow. And... You know, I think I'm constantly asking myself, what what God do you want me to do next? Because um, vision creates momentum in an organization, in a church. And so, you know, it was Solomon who said, without a vision, people, people perish. And it's so true. So I think, you know, if you feel like God is calling you to be a leader, the, the first question is, are you a visionary? And not all of us are visionaries. And that's not that's okay because some people God's called us to follow a vision, yeah. and others has called us to set a vision. Yeah. So for me, it's like, well, God, you've called us to set this vision. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that you. I feel like visionaries are birthed. I know that can be quite contestable. Yeah. But I feel like visionaries are birthed. Mm. They birth vision. It's and it's you you. I, from the dawn of time, I can't remember not being a visionary. Yeah. So I never heard it wasn't because I went to a visionary lecture or yeah. just something God instilled in me. Sometimes I yeah. wish he hadn't because yeah. it'd be nice just to sit there <laughs> and follow someone else's vision. It'd be a yeah. lot easier. Yeah. So it's not. It doesn't. And I also don't think that makes you any better or more spiritual than anyone else. Yeah. I think it's just the totally. way God creates us. I also think there's. We need to 
credit followership as much as we do leadership. That's great. Yeah. I think there's so much, there's so many books on leadership, become a better leader, but the reality isn't, you know, we're all, we're all leaders in certain aspects of life, but not all leaders of leaders. We're not all leaders of people. Mm. Some people aren't born or wired that way, and that's okay. Yeah. We've actually got to help people to become followers as well as leaders. Yeah, that's brilliant. And not trying to put a follower in a leadership box. Yeah. But actually go, they're just great followers. Mm. And their strengths are in other areas, so. Yeah, they, I think it's one of the, the things they don't talk about in seminaries and no. uh, Bible colleges enough is that like to be a lead pastor of a church, you're a lead pastor of a church, I'm yeah. a lead pastor of a church. Like, um, you know, I think one of the most valuable things I learned when I did go and do Bible college, I did uh, master's, was the courses that taught you about ministry failure mm. and how if you're in the wrong position, it can be detrimental yeah. to your overall um, and so, yeah, no, but it, even scripture talks about, you know, I think it was Paul said about Jesus that when, you know, when he ascended, you know, he gave, you know, the teachers, the evangelists, the prophets, uh, the pastors and the apostles. And it's like, you, everyone needs to know what they're best at and then yeah. be that person, you know? Keep, yeah. Keep hitting that, that area of your life. What are some other ingredients you see that are, that are kind of fundamental to you of leadership? Um, I was actually talking to our team recently about the power of loyalty. Right. I think loyalty speaks... You, you can't hire loyalty. That's great. So if someone comes to an interview, everyone's loyal at an interview. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is where I see the rest of my life. But the reality is... Yeah. So for me, loyalty, longevity, I think we've seen that with Pastor Brian. And I think, you know, the, the rewards that brings are huge mm. when you just stay loyal. Look at David in the Bible. Look at you know Joshua. Some of these guys who just stayed loyal mm. to their understudies under Saul, under Moses, and mm. what God can do for you. So for me, loyalty is huge, and I teach, speak to our team all the time. And you know, not just loyal to me, but loyal to one another, loyal to because um, it's easy to get loyal up. Yeah. What about loyal across? Yeah. What about loyal to those you lead? That's really good. And so I think you know the old saying the best ability is stickability mm. and people who go further in life are often the ones who just stick around the longest yeah and the grass isn't always greener and there are seasons where god calls you and positions you in other places and i get that and i'm a big believer in loyalty yeah no i think um i think it was pastor brian who said one time um you know loyalty is only truly known when it's tested yeah and it's got to be tested, you know, and like that only comes through, you know, opportunity or, you know, someone does sort of say, oh, what do you think about this opportunity? But I think that's, that's when loyalty is truly found out and known. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, also the key to longevity, you know, which I think is exactly what you say is that, you know, if you're still there, yeah, it's because you've been loyal. And you've, you've got to choose to be loyal. before, Like Brian said, before you're tested, you've got to make a choice. Mm. So you're going, okay, I'm loyal. This is where God's called me. Because um, you will be tested on it. Yep. Yep. We've all been tested on it. All right, I got another question for you. <clears throat> Come on. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in leadership? The biggest lesson I've learned in leadership? Take your time. I will. <laughs> the biggest lesson. Um I think there's a few lessons I've learned. Okay. The first is we don't own people. That's great. 
we don't own our city, we don't own people. Mm. Everyone is free to come and go. I think in when you first set off in leadership, you think everyone's going to stay with you for the journey, but they don't. Mm. Not everyone's loyal, and you, you've got to get a piece of that. Hold on to people loosely, because mm. when they go, just bless them, love them. So that's been a big thing for me, help them be, I don't own people. Um, I think one of the biggest personal lessons I've learned in leadership is um, assumption is one of the most dangerous things. Wow. So we have this saying, one of our values is assume nothing, confirm everything. Yeah, that's great. So anything from just assume that someone's going to open the church, assume someone's going to check the email. Assumption just gets you in trouble as a leader. Yeah. And I've made my biggest mistakes when I've assumed something's going to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. And I'm like, well, hasn't it happened? And it's just an assumption. Mm. Where actually a text, an email, just confirming it actually can save a lot of heartache. Um, you know, probably, I mean, these aren't in any order. Probably um, keep keep forgiving people. Because mm-hmm. as a leader, you get let down a lot. Um, just keep letting go of stuff in your heart don't let stuff clog you Mm. people will let you down you know in fact i don't know anyone in my organization organization that has not let me down and i don't know anyone who i've served who i've not let down yeah so if you look at that both ways we're we're human so if we all come from at the same point of view we're just flawed yep and everyone in their own mind is given their best then we've just got to keep keep showing grace to people mm-hmm. people we've got to keep loving people and keep walking the journey of leadership and life with people um, and I've made I've made some mistakes with that because you feel like you know why they let me down you take it personally and that's my biggest thing is yep. you can't take people's mistakes personally yeah that's a good one yeah there's some good lessons I think um, you know holding people with an open hand that's such a that's such a good thing for leaders to do because if we're if we're really tr- truly called to reach people as leaders you know one of the things that i've come to learn in our journey at colonial is i've got to see um and i don't know if you can relate to this at soul but it's like we have this viewpoint as christians especially in the western church where it's like let's believe god for money you know let's, let's believe god for resource but god really showed me something he said why don't you believe me for me the same when it comes to people mm. And if you feel like I'm just going to flow resource through you and you got to have an open, you're preaching this open hand theology, yeah. <laughs> why don't you do the same thing when it comes to people? Because I can give you people. Yeah. And I think it's such a, such a hallmark of a great leader. Like again, like honoring Pastor Brian, like I've watched him and the way that he has just held people with an open hand, but still raised people up, not fearful of them hurting him. No. Or, you know, and, and like he's modeled that, which has just been great for us. But yeah, I think that's such a, such a good such a good lesson in leadership what would you what would your advice be to someone maybe a young person who's listening to this podcast that maybe is going to step into leadership maybe finishing college uh, maybe get wanting to get involved in the church that's a young person if you could talk to your younger self you know john norman at you know 20 um getting into church leadership or starting you know what would you say to them it's a difficult one now because i think the world is changing the world is changing so much and I think people are moving around a lot quicker and faster but 
coming back to my point on loyalty and stickability, if I was going to say anything to anyone, I would say find a great church mm. with a, with a big vision. Yep. You know, and if you're in the St. Augustine area, that's this church, colonial. <laughs> but if you're listening from another part of the country, or oh, well, find a great local church. Yep. Get under the leadership. Keep quiet and serve. Mm, that's great. And keep doing that until God says something else. Yeah. And that could take three years, five years. But I think if how you serve someone else's vision is how one day someone will serve your vision. Yeah, wow. So, you know, for me, just get under it. Get under the spirit of the leadership. And if you want authority in your life, you've got to come under authority. Yeah, that's great. You could never have authority in life if you don't come under it. Yeah. And so I think that I would just serve your pastors, serve your leaders, do your best, give absolutely everything. Mm. And, you know, don't always look over the fence because especially in the social media age, everyone, you put all your best shots and photos on Instagram and people are looking at other churches and think, ah, you know, or job offers and, you know, just because it, just because the job down the road is paying five thousand dollars more yeah for me that's never been yeah when we when, uh, often often money is a great distraction yeah we, we were about to launch soul church well we'd agreed to do it and we got a job offer in canada right and the the the, the salary is triple <laughs> three times what we were going to be getting in norwich wow and the city you know vancouver yeah you can't even compare it to norwich i mean they're yeah. not even on the same yeah they're not on the same page but the problem is the calling was stronger than the feeling yeah that's awesome and so it all comes back to if god has called me to serve in this city under this past at this church then the call of god is irrevocable it's unchangeable as paul said mm. so my job is not to question the calling my job is to deal with my feelings yep and all I'm doing is, I, if I move to Canada, all I'm saying to God is, you can't supply the gap. Wow. And God can. Yeah. God can supply the gap. It's like when people play the lottery. Yeah. People ask me all the time, should I play the lottery is a question. <laughs> I say it's up to you, but, the, the re, but every time you play the lottery, all you're saying to God is, you can't supply my needs. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's, why, that's what you're saying to God, that yeah. you're not able to do what the lottery can do. Yeah. So you, you, you go ahead and play. Mm. <laughs> you do you figure it out but yeah. for me it's all about conviction yeah so what would i say to a younger me mm. conviction over feelings that's good yeah I, I, and don't play the lottery <laughs> yeah i would agree 100 percent with that um i i recently heard carl lentz talk say one time um something about like if you're going to give it something in life like if you're going to really set your set your life towards something you got to give it 10 years. And and I thought that was such a simple thing and I think he was talking about some, you know, some leadership principle that that he'd learned but but that simple sort of idea like if you're going to set something set your life towards something like really give it something. I think I think absolutely 5 to 10 years, you know, is like it's it's that's where you get longevity, that's where you yeah. actually get really stuck into to, to the weeds of leadership of an organization i think even when it comes to jobs if you listen into this and you're like you got you got you know ambition to be a career person like you, you can't you can't do that you can't see that success in one to two years you also that's a great point i, I 
you also, you need to see in an organization or a church all the things that you wouldn't do. Right. So for me, it's not about... So that's a good point. Oh, I don't like that decision. So the problem is, I don't like that decision. I don't like the way to do it, so I'm going to leave. Right. And then you go to the next organization, and a year later, I don't like what they do, so you leave. Mm. Or you go, for five years, I'm going to stick at this and write down all the things I love, all the things I don't love. Mm. And at the end of it, you've got the best education. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're called to do your own business or run a church or do something, you've actually now got a whole handbook of what not to do. And often what not to do is more powerful than what to do. Yeah, that's awesome. But you'll only find that out if you stick around for long enough. No, that's good. Well, John, love everything you're doing. Thanks, mate. You and, too. And, um, you know, you always have have home here in Col- at Colonial. And um, we have just had the best Sunday having you here and um, so grateful for your leadership. Really is incredible to watch what the way God's using you. You're changing a, a, a city in, We're in trying. the UK. And um, I'm, I'm grateful I've been and I've seen it myself with my own eyes. But thanks for everything you're doing. Love you you and Chantel. And thanks for being here on this uh, podcast. Love you. Well, I pray you enjoyed that leadership episode. Thanks for tuning in. I pray it was inspiring and a blessing to you on your journey. Hey, we'd love for you to connect with us. So please leave a comment. And if you'd like to send us an email, send us an email to podcast at colonialchurch.life visit us on Sunday as well. We'd love to see you in the house here at 550 State Road 207 at Colonial Church. God bless you.